Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready to go? Yeah. Adjustments made. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. You look suspicious. No, I've just downloaded WhatsApp on my computer for the first time. Now I've finally got my Apple working. That's a big thing for you, isn't it? Well, no, because I don't think it's ever worked properly. It's weird with Apple, isn't it? I didn't want this to be the start of the podcast, but let's get into it. It's <laughs> weird with Apple because they're like a bank. You know where you set something and yeah. they're like, you can never fucking change this again. Yeah. Like you've got your I bank had that account. years ago. Do you remember? I had it years ago and they said I was blocked and that if I wanted to release it, I had to contact them and I did and it didn't work properly and it was just, but yesterday I did it and I could get on chat and I think I actually spoke to a human. Well, when I heard you doing that, I thought that seemed to happen remarkably quick. Mm. Now, years ago, when I first got into Apple and they start, really first launched the Apple account, yeah. and this is in the probably late 90s, I think, I don't know, I used my email address, my, my yeah, Gmail. Yeah. And then when I moved to Dubai, for some reason, it wouldn't work over there. There was something you had to do. I can't remember what it yeah. was. So I put a Dubai one. I just made up a new email address, Catboy Dubai or something like that. Anyway, I don't like that email address and I don't want to use it, but that's been intrinsically linked to my Apple account yeah. ever since. And if you change one thing, oh. Annoying. Yeah. 
So I could hear your success yesterday, so I thought, I'll have a go. And I think <laughs> I managed to change it. Well, for all this time, I've ended up being on your account. I don't know how that's happened. So I know what podcasts you're listening to. I know what books you're reading. But I know what photographs you're looking at. With the podcast. <laughs> we're still together. <laughs> with the podcasts, I'm pretty sure sometimes you'll press play on one of mine and yeah. I go back to listen to it and it's in a different place. That's not annoying. Oh, I know. I know. Well, it's happened to me as well. It's just, anyway. Well, so now we've got separates, yeah? Yes. It's good, isn't it? Next it'll be... Ben's, hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, I envy couples who do that. You know the Queen? Yeah. I mean, they were different. They had a slightly bigger house than us. But when you watch The Crown and they're sleeping in different places. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you have, you've had your time together. Let's be honest. Once, once we've done any bed room business yeah and by that you know there's the obvious but then there's also television yeah or whatever yeah then you're gonna sleep see i quite like it i quite like it's comforting no no look it's all right like right now you give me warmth a little bit of warmth yeah, that's certainly required <laughs> but to to, to to toddle off at that point right i'm, I'm off then see you in morning i think we both sleep better yeah well maybe Worth thinking about, that's all I'm saying. It's not like a, the marriage is breaking apart. Why are you finding this extra bedroom? <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Who said it's me moving out? It's Tuesday 23rd. This probably won't go out until uh, next week uh, because we've put the anthology. It's four episodes now we put out with the reviews and everything. But mm -hmm. we've got a lot to talk about, so we wanted to do one. It's a grey day. It's been a bit of rain this morning already. It's eight degrees. I was back on the train for the first time yesterday, got on the tube with Betsy Pearl to school. Mm -hmm. I preferred the train because the drive is quite a taxing drive. It's a long drive. And today, this traffic was a nightmare. I don't know. There's bloody storms. Storm Isha's in the, happening. Storm Jocelyn's on the way. They're not even spacing them out. <laughs> They're saying Jocelyn's here now. Jocelyn's coming. Is she? But we're in the middle of Isha. But it's really annoying because it's like, I'm sure they didn't used to be this regular before. Why, why are they naming this one a new one? So that might be why the roads were extra busy today. Yeah. So I've come back and I'm a bit frustrated. I can tell. I can tell. The drive. Speaking of driving, I've had some traffic fines. Ah. Uh. You know... In Dubai, I got I went through phases of getting speeding tickets, then trying my hardest not to get them for a long time. Then you'd get some surprise ones. In Dubai, they don't have to let you know that there's speed cameras or those you know cheeky policemen with their traps, and and then you've got that if it's forty, you can go up to sixty. So it it's a bit of a weird one, but you did used weird. to get them frequently. I don't think no, I. It's, but it's weird over there because here. You get speeding fines and eventually you get points and then you have to do the speed awareness yeah. course or you can lose your license. Um, in Dubai, it didn't seem to work like that. No. And, you and get as many as you liked. And no one's crossing most of the roads in Dubai. Yeah. We had a bit more money. So the other day, the postman comes, brown envelope. I hate getting post because I don't get good post. No. Well, you look quite excited. I was like, oh, you've got one. Well, when I saw the brown envelope, I weren't excited. All right. And it said, Camden Council. I open it up and it's a traffic fine. Yeah. And you've been in the car with me. I swear to God, I have not been speeding once since being back in the country. Mm. I can't afford it. Yeah. Try my hardest to do everything properly. So I'm totally stunned by this. And it's for a place called Ellsworthy Road in Primrose Hill. Sounds posh. Now, I only go on roads that Google Maps tells me to drive on. Yeah. Because I don't know my way around. Mm-hmm. So this is a road that Google Maps has told me to drive down every time I've driven down it. Yeah, turn right. right. You, know, you know the Paddington film? It, it, that's near Primrose Hill, the house that they filmed mm -hmm. that in. 
really colourful yellow house. It normally takes me past that. Yeah. But it started taking me this other way. Must be a bit quicker. Must be some traffic. So it took me the other way. I don't know how many times. This road is one of them roads where between certain hours you can't drive down it because it's got a school on it. It's traffic calming. Yeah, which I get. But the thing is, this is, this is one of the reasons I, I, I'm not wanting to drive because unless you see that sign and then you can say well the sign's there but they're not like obvious obvious and especially when you drive around london there's so much other stuff going on as in traffic blue and, plaques yeah well yeah that's you you get distracted nice architecture I don't, i'm not looking at anything other than road stuff People on little foldy bikes <laughs> but most people don't know where they're going in london unless they're doing the same commute every single day if the Google map says turn right, you do you turn him right? And I would have done exactly the same. So I'm not I'm not cross at you. Well <laughs> so the fine was £130, but £65 if you pay it within 10 days of receiving it, right? They want to get the money fast. So I'm obviously gonna pay it. So then I look it up on the map and I'm like, I've been down this road more. So then I went onto the website and there's three fines. <sighs> so now we're up to £195. Right. I just had to pay it. Yeah. Which is a big chunk of money. It is, yeah. For, definitely for us these days. But I looked at the dates and I thought, I've been down there more than that. Oh. So I've written them a letter. I'm like, look, as you can see, I've paid the fines. I do have a reason. Mm. Google told me to go down there. I've I've since been back down that direction and I had a look and let me tell you, the signs are prominent. They're not massive. Yeah. It's the one with the motorbike and the car. And the red circle. Yeah, but the the time bit, genuinely, I wouldn't know what I what that meant with the bike and the car. But there's cars parked down that road, so you can you know cars are allowed down there. I paid it. Yeah, and I said to him, I've paid it. But here's a story. I've just moved back to the UK. I was following Google Maps. To be honest, I'm stressed when I'm driving because I don't know London. Yeah. When I turn that corner, I'm looking at the Google Maps that's telling me to turn it. I've not noticed the sign. There's no way. I would repeatedly drive down somewhere yeah, and yeah. I knew you weren't allowed to. Yeah. I don't have the money for it. No, right. and your car should be telling them <laughs> that as well. You know, like there were people in Dubai who clearly didn't care about getting fines because they would go past camera after camera. You yep. you watch them and they get flashed, flashed, flashed. But they had a car that would say, I've got money. Yes. Probably know somebody who worked at the bloody department yeah, yeah. as well. But Anyway, I've written them a thing and I've said, look, even if I can't get the money back for the ones I've already paid, please take into account any more after this. I've realised I'll never do it again. I didn't know. Yeah. Yes, I didn't know. Then I went on to Google. Yeah. Because I wanted to complain to them. Yeah. And I Googled about being sent down the wrong way and getting a fine. Yeah. So many people have put it on and said about it and people have just replied saying, when you sign up to Google Maps to use Google Maps, you, you sign, you click a disclaimer that says you're the driver, you're responsible where you go. Wow. Remember when Satnavs came out and all the news stories were like people driving into rivers and I yeah. used to think about it and I used to think, you daft bastard. Yeah, but that that is a bit different. But I thought the maps nowadays were like, they were able to tell you that, that when there was, you know, if you go into the congestion zone or if you go into different, I thought that... It seemed to be, I, I don't know what's happened. I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm owning it. But what a shocker. Yeah, gutted. On to a few reviews then. We've been doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a bit late now because we saw it last weekend, which will be the weekend before by the time this podcast comes out. But we went to the opening weekend of Mean Girls. This is the movie. The yeah. Film. Yeah. 
I didn't even know about the first film. Well, you have actually watched it. I haven't. You have. Betsy showed us. Right. We, we, this happens a lot in our family. You may well have put it on the telly, but I've not watched that film. I don't know the story. I don't know that. I don't forget films. I know nothing about this film. I missed it when it came out of the cinema. I didn't even hear about it in the same way that I missed the Backstreet Boys in the 90s. Oh, I didn't hear about it in the cinema back then, but... It's but it's Tina Fey, who I love. I know you're not as keen on her, but I loved 30 Rock. And I, she's one of them things. I thought she's a great comedy writer, a great, very funny woman. Why didn't I know about this? Because it's not your, it's not your aimed at you, is it? It's not that it's not aimed at me, but if she's done something, I tend to see, like, what's her name? Fleabag. I see everything that she's in now. You know what I mean? So it's somebody who I would have kept an eye on. Well, this one is banned in Dubai, so maybe the first one was, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so it was around then, right, when we first moved to Dubai. But there's a musical coming out of it, which no doubt I'll be forced to go and see, but now I'm excited about. And we actually held it over Betsy last week, didn't we? Because she's, she has trouble getting out of bed. We were like, look, you get out of bed all week, you get out, do your homework all week, we'll get your tickets to see Mean Girls this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A decision you weren't that pleased about. <laughs> well, as we've talked about many times, I don't like the cinema. Number two, it is just not my cup of tea, that kind of film. However, I actually did enjoy it. Like, she's made us sit and watch Heather, the, not Heather's the old film, but Heather's a musical and Bring It On's another one. These kind of musicals about American high schools where one girl's being a biatch to the rest of them and then, you know, then she she falls and then the, the nerdy girl becomes the high school queen. You know, yeah. like, they've all got the same same story. And those kind of films just bore me and I just think I don't like that kind of storyline I know the songs from Betsy singing them non-stop I I didn't but but for the last week I've let her put them on in the car (laughs) and as as you know I've been spending four hours a day so two hours a day of that has been with Betsy Pearl so for two hours a day I've had that soundtrack on my name is Regina I think that's totally the wrong that's my name is Tallulah you're singing yep (laughs) (laughs) how does it go it's my name is Regina George. Sound of the same. Sound of the same. <laughs> but we went to see it and because I knew the songs, yeah. I actually loved it. The songs are actually quite good in it. That's, that's something I will say. The songs are good and I didn't mind it. I actually quite enjoyed it apart from being in the cinema. I would have rather watched it at home. What was really nice for me is I know it annoys you and it annoys the kids. If we're in the car... I'm constantly saying, oh, look at this. This is where so-and-so happened. Oh, look at this. This is where... And if we go and see a film like A Mission Impossible, oh, she was the one who was killed in the first one, but she's come back to life. She won't actually... And I know it annoys everybody, mm. right? In this film, Betsy Pearl just kept leaning across the both of us going, she's the actual one. She's the one from Emily in Paris. She was in the first one. But she's not actually this. You know, and she yeah, did that yeah. thing. And I thought, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Because this was a treat for her. Yeah. Nice that we got to enjoy it. Yeah. And I even gave you the pass of saying you don't have to come because I knew that you weren't bothered. Yeah. But I'm glad you did. Yeah, I am. A quick mention for the cinema of bastards. Me- of Mean Girls. <laughs> it's opening weekend. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than the cinema that we saw Wonkering. It's, it's North Finchley. I'm going to out and view cinemas at North Finchley. Yeah. And it was a bigger screen. Nobody in for an opening weekend. of a. By the way, that film is box office smash. Well, I don't know how. It's topped the box office for the last two weeks running. But that cinema, and it was a weekend, was Nobody empty. Nobody there. And down the front, four or five girls. With their, their feet teams. up on the chairs in front. 
on the phones non-stop, shouting non-stop, taking photos throughout the film, which is prohibited and I think against the law. Yeah. Nobody came in to stop them. No. I was so close to going down. I could see it was annoying Betsy because they were distracting because they were down the front. So, you know, most people sit a bit further back in the cinema if there's if you've yep. got the choice. So these girls, you couldn't like just ignore them. You know, you could see that as you're watching this, the screen, you couldn't help but see them. So it was annoying. And I was at that point where I wanted to go and say something. So my only option was to shout, which I ended up not doing because the next person to come in the cinema was this little woman now we're in this massive cinema. All there is is these girls down the front and us. Then this woman comes in and she was small, she was small and overweight and she couldn't walk up the stairs properly. Mm. And where does she sit next to me? We're on VIP seats. Yeah. She sits at the end of my row, so I'm blocked in and I can't get out, which I hate. I normally choose to sit on at the end of a row. Yeah. So I can't get past her because she's kind of big and she's blocking the aisle and I don't want to make a palaver. So I can, this is by the time the film started, by the way. Yeah. So I can go down, have a pop at these girls, shut them up. Right. And then I'm not going to shout from the back of the cinema. The film starts. Then this woman comes in with about eight kids. <laughs> and she's got the phone flashing everywhere, looking for her bleeding seats and everything. And I'm thinking, fucking bastard. Where does she sit? The full cinema. We've paid extra for VIP. Right behind her. Yeah. What have they brought in as snacks? Fucking every bag of rustly crisps. <laughs> Harry Bowles. Just the most rustliest bag I know. Of and then she leaves a torch on, which at this point is like bouncing into my eye. So I turned around and I gave her a real dagger of a stare. And the exaggerated head shake. And then eventually she, she saw me look and she turned it off. But it took about 10 minutes yeah. of rustling. Yeah, it is. I turned around to you and I whispered, are we in an Anton Deck hidden camera sketch? <laughs> like, did they know we were coming? I know, I know. There's certain places... Theatres, cinemas, you've got to respect the rules because everyone's paid. Like, no one has enough money that they can go, oh, it's fine, I'll just come again or, you know, it's... It- and I'm not even that bothered about the rustling of the food bags. I'm mega conscious if I've ever got anything like that. Here's what you do. You don't come in once the film started. You get in a bit earlier, you open all your food bags up. It's still annoying then. Yeah. But you open them up, it's not during the film, you're done. I don't, I'm not one of these... Pe- and I think uh, Kermode and Mayo have this thing on their film review show about this where it's like you should not be eating anything in the cinema you know anything's a distraction which i understand because they're purists yeah for me the cinema's the food is quite part of it yeah but normally everyone gets in there sort of like trailers and you kind of finish your bag of chocolate or whatever by the time the film comes on anyway so it's normally only the popcorn which there's not much whilst there's crunching there's not much rustling yeah very annoying yeah and is. what i had to do is i just had to go zen because it never stopped yeah right every cinema that i used to go in as a kid mm-hmm. up until leaving the uk in my late 20s and then in dubai they would have somebody stand inside so they'd have somebody who worked there once the film started, yeah. stand inside, show you two seats, then stand inside. Nobody did that on this film. Then this guy comes in twice and he's got an infrared video camera and he's obviously filming to make sure no one's filming the film. Right. That's a thing these days, okay. right, uh, for online. So he comes in and he stands at the front and he scans around the entire cinema and I'm giving him daggers as he's filming me. Yeah. Because these girls are still talking and they've got the phones on. And I'm thinking, you work here. Why aren't you telling them to shut up? Yeah. And he came in again, same thing, filmed everybody, didn't say anything to them. So you wrote another letter. Yes. After writing to Camden Council, I you, wrote to View Cinemas. <laughs> You're becoming that person. Yeah. No, because I think it's important because I don't want my cinema experience in ruining. So I said to him, look, 
if you give me a refund, fine. If you don't, whatever. But I was so excited to come and bring my daughter to see this film. She's been dying to see this film. Yeah. And the experience was ruined. And I've listed everything we've just talked about. Mm. And, I, and I said, your member of staff came in, did nothing. So they've written back to me, oh, we do have staff who go in and check and things like this. And I'm thinking, liars. What was the outcome? So they said, we're looking into it. But then they like made it all about the refund. So I wrote back to them and I said, no, no, I don't care about the refund. I want you to make, I said, I don't want to vote with my feet. I don't want to start using another cinema. The Everyman Cinema in much, Muswell Hill, much posher. Three times as much to get yeah. in. So chavs aren't going there. Yeah. But I don't want to be paying three times as much to get in. Yeah. But is that the tax you pay to not be dealing with dickheads in cinema? I don't know. I don't know. It's become a thing. This- I'm going to tell them again. Whatever they reply to me this time, the next time we go to that cinema, we're going early and I'm going to get the manager and I'm going to go, I'm the one who complained, right? Sorry if that got you. Oh, in no, one. don't no, do that. that. I'm going to do Don't do that. No, because... If it happens again, do it. No. Then go and say something. No, because if it ha- I'm going to tell them before I go in because I say, if it happens again, I'm coming out and getting my money back from you. I want them to know before I go in. Oh, I'm not coming to the cinema next well, time. Hey, double win. But that cinema, my point is, the two times we've been to that cinema, there's hardly any staff and they could not seem less interested. But the cinemas in Dubai are out of this world. It's one of them things they throw money at. Everyone's got an IMAX. Everyone's got reclining chairs, leather chairs. You've got waiter service. Now, now I'm not... I'm not yeah, but the, again, the difference is uh, the cinemas here are run by kids, right? The cinemas in Dubai are run by adults who need their jobs. And the kids don't care about their jobs. So Yeah, yeah, it's a low-paid job here, isn't it? Well, it's a, low, it's a low-paid job in Dubai, I'm sure. But the adults that are taking those jobs need those jobs. So I think... It's it's the attitude of the kids that work there, in it, and no one's there saying to them, "Have you gone in and checked?" Or they just they just, you know. You're probably right. Well, that's why I'm going to do it because I'm not having it spoiled again because mm. it does spoil the film for you. But if we'd have gone at seven o'clock at night, even if it was half full mm. or three quarters full, which it may well have been, yeah. What percentage of them people are going to be them dickheads, and how can you enjoy a film if there's It'd be like washing a film in a monkey enclosure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I... Because I've been in a situation before where I've gone and spoken to the teenager and they've just turned around and basically said F off. Yeah. Well, you know what's coming if they say F off? Another letter. <laughs> <laughs> say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
The Power of the Pen. Something else we've watched is a documentary recommended to us. I've got to say this. Our friend Greg, who gets a mention on every podcast, talking Greg mention. Greg alert! <laughs> Our one listener. Can we do that after three together? Greg alert as a as a as an alarm, and I'll make it into a jingle. You ready? One, two, three. Greg alert! Greg alert! <laughs> He'll love that. Weeks ago, he recommended Last Stop Larimer. Now, I totally wasn't paying attention to what he said. I thought it was a series on Netflix. Yeah. He described what it was, mm-hmm. but he made it sound really appealing. And I thought, we'll get around to watching that. Straight after he said it to us, I said to you, hey, there's this thing. We should try and watch it. It's on Netflix. We should try and watch it. Then Christmas happened. Yeah. Anyway, you said to put it on a couple of nights ago. Yeah. And we watched it. And I messaged Greg after and I went, oh, we watched it. And he replied with, very catty. Only took Richard Osman to recommend it. And I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) Because he may well have, but actually it was uh, Scroobius Pip who recommended it. Oh, right. Okay. have I not been saying we need to watch that? Yeah. No, it's been on the list. It's been on the list. It's a long list, Greg. I had no idea who mentioned it. Long list, Greg alert. I've got um, a few of those kind of documentaries that are on Netflix. There's a few new ones because we we got to the point where we pretty much watched everything, all, all of the documentaries on Netflix. But we haven't watched any of those for such a long time, so we need to go back because there's some good ones that he started making a few too many samey ones. Yeah, that's that's true. But there's one that's being talked about. And it's it's pulling me in. Tell me. I, I don't know the name of it. I don't know. That. I'll I'll find okay. out. I'll find out, and then then we'll watch it. Last stop, Larrymer. Thoughts. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. How I don't I don't want to do any spoilers. Well, you can talk about what's in the trailer. It's a town of eleven people. Mm-hmm. It's a dying town. It's a town that people used to pass through in Aust- in the Northern Territory of yeah. Australia. I've been very close to it. I went on a bus ride from Darwin, which is. If you look at a map of Australia, top middle, yeah, down to Alice Springs and Ayers Rock, which took, as I remember, took about a week on a coast. Yeah, it took a couple yeah, of days. Well, well, and it's at that point, isn't it, where people can stop off and get a pie or a cup of tea or well, they whatever they're doing because of car engines getting bigger. It's people used to stop there for petrol and end up staying. Yeah. It slowly dwindled. It looks, when you see the vintage videos in this film, it looked like a fun place to stop off. Some fun characters, that's for yeah. sure. You watch this film, you'll notice one thing. There's no scene in it where someone's not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> They're drinking the entire way through. They all look like they've spent their years in the sunshine drinking. drinking. They do look like that. But I have got a few questions that weren't answered, which I don't like. And the, and I actually can't talk about. There's a, Well, there's a couple that are still there. They're a slightly younger couple than the rest. I Not wa- young, but slightly younger. Slightly younger than the rest. I mean, compared to everyone else, they look like a pair of teenagers. I want to know why they're still there, because they said they didn't like being there. They didn't seem to fit in. No, and they said they didn't like it there. So I'm thinking, well, why, um, why are you still there? I thought there was going to be more of an outcome of the overall theme to the... Th- and I'm, I'm disappointed that, you know, I get why there's no outcome. But they semi, I don't want to, again, I don't want to talk about the end really, but I think they semi did. So this is in the trailer. There's only 11 people left in this town. They all ate each other. Yeah. And one of them disappears and everyone's a suspect. Every single one of them, men and women. If you remember Crocodile Dundee, the film. Yeah. 
not Crocodile Dundee, but his mate. Remember his mate who used to help him in the, he was in the bar. Well, they're all exactly like him. Right, yeah. They're all exactly what, if you divide, you know, Australia is obviously in parts a very cosmopolitan place these days. But when you used to think of an Australian back in the day, this film is full of exactly what you thought they were. The, the pie lady. The pie lady's the best in it. And my God, I can see that she would annoy everyone. She would. Uh, Again, this is all in the trailer, so no spoilers here. I think we're allowed to say this. It's like Australian Cluedo. You've got a woman who makes pies. She might have put him in the pies. There's a man who's got a crocodile in his garden. He might have killed yeah. him with a crocodile. It's all in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very good. No, it's, so, it's worth a watch. Last Stop Larimer, that's called. Recommended by Greg. Greg alert! Greg alert! Greg alert! Finally, yeah. yesterday, we did something brilliant. On Thursday night, yeah. you said to me, hey, Ricky Gervais is doing a secret gig. Because I'd booked you, Richard Herring, at Leicester Square Theatre, I now get the email. So I got this pop-up email saying, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, Ricky Gervais tickets will go on sale. But then I looked at the date and I'm like, but that's off for Monday. That's weird. So anyway, so I said to you, right, there's tickets. I don't know how much they are. But they go on sale tomorrow morning at 10. You need your phone and your computer. I need my phone and computer because it was going to, I knew it said it's a queuing system. It's one of those where as soon as it comes on, tickets are gone. And and all of Ricky Gervais's uh, tours sell out. You know, it's one of those. Now, Ricky Gervais is playing arenas. Yeah. He's playing to 15, 20,000 people. Yeah. Leicester Square Theatre holds about 400, 500 people yeah. max. Yeah. We'd, we'd not been. But when we realised that's how many people we were like, we're not getting tickets. No There's way. no way. We both went on 10 o'clock. It said like 3,000 people are ahead of you in the queue. And we're like, well. So you're on your computer, I'm on mine. We've got through to that the queuing stage. Yeah. And the number's automatically going down. But it's at 3,000. And I just said to you, we're not getting them. I yeah. Was pretty close to going upstairs and having a shower, right? Yeah. But we stuck it out because this number started dropping. Yeah. Drop, drop, drop. It got down to about 1,000 pretty quick from 3,000. Yeah. This is because everyone's buying them. Yeah. But you were only allowed two per household. Yeah, so I'm like, we're not going to get them. Anyway, it just carries on dropping, carries on dropping. Gets down to like 200, 100. I'm thinking, we might be in a shot here. Mm. And then suddenly, bing, I'm at the buy ticket stage. Yeah. And then seconds later, bing, you're at the buy ticket stage. Yeah. Um, we knew we could only buy two. Each. Two. So yeah. it was either you or, you or I and you had the better seats. So these tickets turned out to be 17 quid. Yeah. We've got to see Ricky Gervais. I bet you're paying hundreds to see him now. Oh, absolutely. Because like, like I said, we didn't know how much the tickets were going to be. So we were like, let's just see once we get there. But you're right. Where would you get to see Ricky Gervais in a small little theatre like that for that price? We were so lucky to get these tickets. I was so excited. I've never been to Leicester Square Theatre and I've listened to Richard Herring, who you've bought me tickets for. Oh, they're quite strict about getting in. I don't know if that was just for yesterday. I think it was because it's Ricky. You had to show your ID to prove that you were the person that bought those two tickets, even though you had online tickets, they had to give you physical tickets. There was a big sign saying you will not be allowed to re-enter. So you're not, you can't come out of the theatre and re-enter during the show. So they were all quite strict. Normally with these things, it's no photographs. Yeah. Unless the Square Theatre, as I said, I've listened to hundreds of Richard Herring podcasts there. I was really excited. It didn't look like I expected it to look. Mm. I've had this picture of it looking like a... It looks like a comedy club. Yeah, there's bars inside as well Single as... Single floor, it's not got balconies yeah, or anything. Yeah, loved it. Kind of like a grimy comedy club. I liked it. Yeah. The crowd was weird. It was a. It was like a hodgepodge 
mix match of everybody. It was, it was, yeah. Because normally at comedy, it's a certain kind of people, but I think because this was that kind of lottery to get your tickets, yeah, it was first come, first served. Old people, young people, all sorts. Now, Ricky was talking about things that annoyed him, right? Oh, so we should, yeah, he was doing... Um, what do you call it? He was testing new material. Yeah, it's cool. it was called New Material on Friends, yeah. He explained this about how he does, what did he say, 20, 30 of them. Then he does some test shows of the full show that he's written. Then he goes on to do the original. Well, he was explaining how hard it is for comedians. Yeah. You know, you have to do these practice gigs. Yeah. So he's saying some of this might be funny, some might not be. Let me tell you, everything hit the mark. <laughs> and he was being true to Ricky in that he was not holding back. Oh, my God, offensive. Yes. Look, if there's people who don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, but he says what a lot of people are thinking, but are too afraid to say. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There was a couple of things I was like, oh. Well, it's funny. What I love about Ricky is you can tell he's just come up with something and said it and because he laughs himself. He has a really like... He's got that sort of... Girly laugh, yeah. Like, I love that when he does that. Yeah, he was talking about things that annoy him, people that annoy him, things in life that annoy him. As I'm sat there, now, I know you're going to talk about something that annoyed you, which annoyed me, but there was this woman next to me. Did you notice or not? I thought she was behind you and about the one who kept repeating the punchlines. Oh, no, no. The women behind us were... She just kept going, that is so true, isn't it? Yeah, That so is true. so true. That actually does happen. There was the old woman in front of us who kept nodding, going, yeah, exactly, exactly, husband. yeah, yeah. But then the woman directly next to me. Did no. you notice what she was doing? no. It, I was so close to saying to her, can you please stop? Now, it's going to sound like a nothing thing, this, but it was so annoying. So she's got her like back turned to me a little bit. Yeah. So she's so she's kind of facing her husband, but looking at the show. Yeah. She's using her hand as a comb for her hair. Oh, my God. Which <laughs> I don't mind every now and again because I play with my hair. Everybody does it. Like women, women do seem to play with their hair. And you kind of like, you know, comb your hand through it or twirl your twirl your hair with your finger right fine she was almost in my seat so her hair was almost in my seat she didn't do it just once or twice she did it for the whole time the whole time and i was getting to that point where i was actually you know when you start like burning because something's really annoying you I so am much amazed you didn't say something yeah but how can i say to her stop the f playing with your hair like she just kept twirling it twirling it so it was like next to me twirling twirling i was like oh my god and the, the me meanwhile ricky's going oh people that do such and such oh yeah and i'm like in my head you know what I, that riles yeah. me when people make any kind of sniffing or dirty noise with snot right so in my head I'm agreeing with him about people that annoy me and there's this woman who is making my blood boil next to me how can you tell someone to stop playing with their own hair though how can you do that I would have well, if she's turned towards you and she's flicking her hair about I would have but she's just like going like this constant constant and you can't see what I'm doing but you know what you get the picture right oh, 100% oh. I didn't know about it oh my god and I didn't say anything because I was really trying to internalise it but then as well as that the Leicester Square Theatre, if you've not been, it's got curved seating from one end to the other, but there's no centre aisle. What would you say? How many seats across was the 25, 30, 30 seats, like yeah. yeah. We're on the end. Yeah. I always sit on the end. You, yeah. This is a fire. There's never been a fire, but one day there will be, and I'll be on the end. But you get a bit, and I do too, the claustrophobic thing of yeah. feeling a bit trapped in. I get it. 
Anyway, I knew we were going to be up and down for people to get in. Totally fine. After the first couple of people had asked us to move, and it's theatre seating, so you don't have a lot of room. You can't just do that yeah. thing that you move your legs sideways. We just ended up standing up. Yeah, Stand we st- up, have a drink, wait for everyone to get in. Fine. The row got filled. Yeah. This show was an hour long, right? It was Ricky, three comedians, three like newish comedians, testing material. It's only an hour. And it said, it said, like I said, it said, it's an hour long. You will not be able to exit and re-enter. Now, this is me speaking. This is the guy who cannot go five minutes without mm-hmm. having a piss. Yeah. Especially when it's cold. And it was cold. I kept my hat and my coat on the entire show. If I can get through an hour mm-hmm. without going to the toilet, yeah. everyone in that fucking theatre can. Yeah. And did they? Did they bollocks? So when somebody gets up in this theatre, everyone has to get Everyone up. has to so get up. So it looks like dominoes or reverse dominoes because everyone's standing. Excuse right? me. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me. Excuse me. And it happened once, then it happened again, then it happened again. And it's happening on our row and the row in front. Yeah. So it looks like a fucking Mexican wave to the comedian who's coming out. And I know it put one of them off. He said, yeah, one it, of them just went to the middle of a joke and he went, uh, what's and it, happening? And I, I, I wanted him to call, call them out, but he didn't. Why can't they just sit there, like you said, for an hour, go to the toilet before? If, I assume that's what they were doing. Yeah. If you've got a propensity to it, or you're cold from going outside, even if you don't, if you feel like, oh, I need to go back and hold it, go. I wouldn't have done it. If I needed to go to the toilet, right, and I'm in the middle of the row where I have to get past another 15 people. I would have burst my bladder I would have just up. crossed my legs and <laughs> squeezed. Oh. I'd have just got me extendable bottle at. In the end, I went, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. And twirly hair girl turns around and looks at me like and i didn't know if it was a look of yeah yeah sister or Ooh. yeah but it stopped her curling her hair for a second what the fuck are you looking at hair cunt <laughs> that's what you should have said <laughs> oh ugh. yeah so but you were quiet this is a weird thing <laughs> i wanted the debrief because we've just seen ricky gervais yeah and then there was three comedians on this the hardest thing is I, I can't remember any of the names and I want to because I couldn't bring my diary this morning when I was writing my diary and I want to look them up because there's one of them I really want one to of see the guy, Yeah, one of the guys is really good. Um, but we came out of the theatre and you're like, I didn't realise you'd had this hair experience and you were like, you're, you're quiet. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird. Yeah. You've just seen Ricky Gervais, first time you've ever seen him. He was brilliant. We were both like barely and laughing. And he was two metres in front of us. Easy. And I'm thinking, why is she so quiet? Yeah. I haven't done anything wrong as usual. What about <laughs> I bought you a drink? What have I done? Yeah. No, it was great. It was really good. And I'd love to do it again. It was a four o'clock show. So that was the downside in that. I mean, it was good. It's a nice time because you get to come back oh. home and be back for the evening. Yeah, tell you. you. You were right, Chuff, weren't you? We came out mm. and we were suddenly in like London City Lights because it had got dark while we were in there. We only came out at five o'clock. But there was a red carpet thing on in Leicester Square for a, it turned out to be for a TV show called The Chosen, which I've never heard of. No, I mean Series neither. four. And as we walked around the corner in Chinatown, Don Warrington came the other way. Now, Don Warrington was Philip in Rising Damp. He was the, he was the black guy in Rising Damp, you know, which right. 1970s sitcom. Yeah. Leonard Rossiter, Francis Delatour, tremendous. Richard Beckisale. One of the funniest things. Uh, I used to love that show so much. I don't think you would have recognised him anyway, I don't think, but I kind of... I, 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 do, I do know and who like, you're on about, but I, do, I don't know the show you're on about. I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, let me get, let me get on IMDb. By then he'd gone. But then we walked through London and we caught a bus and it felt like very London, eh? And yeah. it's a weird thing, and I said it to you about the morning, because you said it on the tube going in. Yeah. We've not done it since before Christmas, and it's like we've had his memories erased, and it suddenly felt like we were tourists again. Yeah, I, I totally... Yeah, because 
it's amazing how quickly you get used to going on the tube every day. But I felt like, oh, I've not done this. And I did. I felt like a tourist. Lovely stuff. It was a really nice afternoon. And I want to go and see more stuff at Leicester Square Theatre for sure. And then we came back and I thought, oh, the dog has been good. He's not peed or pooed anywhere. I go upstairs to get changed and I go into the bathroom and there on the rug are leftovers of bits of poo. Not the full poo? No, 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 no. Just the crumbs. Just the crumbs are left. He's done a poo. He thought, I'm not meant to have pooed up here. Where shall I put it? I'll just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how stupid his bloody dog is. Yeah. And then, start shouting at him. The look on his face. Here's what you could do with Charlie. You could put your hand under his arse, catch the shit as he does it, put it round to his nose like that, and he'd go, why are you holding shit under my nose? He wouldn't have a clue that it's his. That's yeah. how stupid this dog is. The thing is, I genuinely would have rather he'd done a poo on there. I picked the poo up. Flush it, done. But instead, there's all these bits. Now, it's a bath mat, so it's... So he's done in, in the twill bath mat. Yeah, so you can't get the bits Deep out. Shag. So I'm trying to shake shake them out. And I know that the dog has eaten S-H-I-T. I, that's me trying to not swear, by the way. That was... <laughs> done it a few times. I know. What were you making? Just your half of the podcast, PG. <laughs> work like that. I know, but I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the sweary one on the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that that was a fun thing to come back to. So I've got this dog breath spray, and he got it. <laughs> That's episode 183 of Husband and Wife Sentence Life. See you next time. Bye. The end. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.